doing? Zach Cassidy. Adam Henry. Bobby Jones. Jeff Jarrett. Joe Siddle. TJ Laramie. And Holy Mackinac, you're listening to Win City Sports. Yo, what's good? My name is Jason Moore, and thank you for streaming or downloading this episode of the Win City Sports Podcast. Win City Sports is Windsor's only local sports radio program and podcast. Live on CGM 99.1 FM in Windsor and Detroit every Thursday live at 1230. You can hear every episode of the Win City Sports podcast on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening to it right now or anywhere podcasts are found. It's also on the brand new Border City Podcast Network, a collection of Windsor's best and brightest podcasts. We have a Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram account. We'll talk about that at the end of the show, as we normally do. And today is May 16th, 2019, and it's episode 145 of Wind City Sports. And I have a very special episode of Wind City Sports this week for all of our combat sport fans and for all of our Windsorites, really. Unless you were completely avoiding social media in the last two weeks, or as they say, living under a rock, you may know our guest this week who fought on UFC Fight Night 151 from right here in Windsor, Ontario. He's been on the show before. He's a pro MMA fighter and Canada's newest UFC fighter. Kyle Prepperlick is on Win City Sports. So we get all caught up with Kyle and he pretty much just brings us through his entire UFC debut and experience. How it came to be when he got there, what he did when he got there, how it all kind of unfolded, all the uh, you know kind of special stuff that the UFC put on, not necessarily for him, but for the event and how it kind of compared and was different to other events that he has competed for uh, professionally. So this is one that a lot of people here in Windsor obviously are going to want to hear after supporting the hometown boy in Ottawa as he fought and debuted for the UFC. He's actually signed a four-fight contract, and we get deep into that. Uh, I guess not deep into it, but we get into it and kind of explain uh, how it happened what could be happening for him. And really, I just wanted to hear about his experience, you know, uh, being a fighter for so many years and then finally making it to the UFC and kind of seeing the different side of the MMA world. And it's just the beginning for him, you know, this is a UFC fight night, it's a different event than like a big pay-per-view that uh, you may have watched before, so it's still a long road to go for Kyle, but uh, we're going to get into that interview in just a moment here, he's going to tell us all about his experience at UFC Fight Night 151. Following the interview, I actually play a little clip from our previous interview to kind of bring things full circle. And then following that, I'm going to talk about a little bit of Windsor sports news and upcoming events, and we'll also hear the combat corner with myself and Cedric Ben. But first, got to tell you guys about Takedown Distribution, which is actually located in MTC and where this interview is conducted. i got to thank Mike Marchand, who actually runs Takedown Distribution in MTC and actually also runs the uh, wrestling classes there. Uh, he's uh, reached out to me and set me up with a lot of interviews that will be upcoming on the show ever since our Dave Benito interview and uh, he's hooked me up with a little bit of gear from his from his uh, his store. Uh, so Takedown Distribution is Windsor's only combat athletic apparel store featuring all combat sport gear if you're a boxer, martial artist of any sort, a karate guy, a girl, jiu-jitsu guy, a girl, kickboxing, anything like that. This is the place you need to go to get gear. They have everything from mouth guards and any other protection equipment to geese and rash guards for jiu-jitsu and pretty much anything else I guess you'd want to use it for. Um, but these things aren't easy to find in Windsor. Um, at a at a cheap, I don't want to say cheap, but at an affordable cost, and um, you can actually see the product, go in and get it that day, rather than looking up online prices and again paying for the shipping and the uh, the exchange rate. You can go right into Takedown Distribution, located at MTC Maximum Training Center on Dougal, 
and pick up any gear that you need mouth guards cups like i said geese rash guards fight shorts anything you need for martial arts and combat sports you can find at takedown distribution on Dougal. but now let's get into our interview with kyle prepperlick the ufc zone here we go all right so i'm here at mtc maximum training center now with a pro mma fighter from right here in windsor ontario out of mtc of course the ufc's newest canadian fighter probably still not used to being hearing that you know uh kyle prepperlick welcome back to the show man hey thanks for having me man i appreciate it so i don't even know where to begin but uh let's talk about how the opportunity kind of came to be in your eyes you know I'm sure you got a phone call and maybe, I don't know if you had some uh, words in your ear or anything like that, but how were you kind of presented the opportunity? Um, To be honest, I kind of saw it on Twitter when I saw it, but I knew, like everyone else, kind of knew way before me because that's kind of just how it goes. But I saw one of my buddies from Adrenaline tweet out to Nordine saying, like, you know, I'll I'll step up and compete against you uh, because your guy's hurt. And I'm like oh, man, is this fight still available? Because I'm like, if he doesn't pick you, I'll step in. And then I made my tweet out, and then I put it on Facebook, everything, try to get all that support from everyone, which is great from the city. Like, everyone was there for me. So, But uh, my team already had all that kind of stuff, so we weren't sure about, like, what was finalized and what wasn't finalized. So it was just kind of, all right, you know, you only have a week notice, so just stay in shape, don't get hurt, do this, do that. Um, so we did that, and then I didn't find out and finalize everything till like Friday that Saturday and they're like congratulations and I'm like no way so it's like all surreal like it's still yeah. I'm still digesting it as we speak right yeah. now like it's just everything happened so fast that's crazy. <laughs> so the power of social media obviously I didn't I didn't know that part of it that's that's insane so it was just kind of like kind of uh, vouching for yourself almost right and your team and people um, kind of putting your name out there that's kind of how it happened i guess yeah the team saw it and knew about it way before i did the opportunity until, of of uh, him dropping out yeah. the other guy dropping out and knew that they wanted to pull in probably another canadian fighter right so. yeah just because we're already licensed we have all the medicals you know and we're we're just coming off a fresh win in march 9th against a ufc veteran true, true. so that kind of helped me big time and propel myself forward so I guess that's why I was the candidate, but the team was ahead of it before I was, and then they're just like, you sure you want to do this? I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. I'm confident I can do this and win, and, uh, you know, I tried my best. So. Oh, yeah, no, I will talk about, obviously, the fight itself, but, I mean, if you're presented that opportunity, who's going to say no, especially if you're a pro MMA fighter, right? I mean, yeah. I would probably say yeah, and I'm fucking not a pro or an amateur, yeah. uh, but... I didn't know if maybe someone had suggested your name. Obviously, they have eyes on you, and they know what's going on outside of UFC, but I didn't know if maybe someone had put in a word for you or something like that. But uh, if I'm not mistaken, you signed a four-fight contract. Is that correct? Yeah, they gave me the the four-fight deal, which is an awesome privilege, so I I appreciate that. And now I'm going back down to my weight class in the next three fights, so that'll be a lot more entertaining and more exciting. That's cool. So I wanted to ask if like, maybe you found out anything afterwards, like after it was all said and done. Like like I said, I thought maybe someone had put uh, some words in someone's ear. Did you find out anything about how they made the decision to actually offer it to you or anything like that? Or was it just how you had explained it just all played out as it happened? Uh, it kind of just played out as it happened. You know, my coach Reno and management, they talked to Sean Shelby, who's like a matchmaker, and they knew I was light on weight and pretty much on weight. So that helped that even more. And being licensed and everything, that helped million times yeah and then yeah you know and then seeing that uh the fret that fresh win like i said in march 9th against cody fister who was a ufc veteran uh then they're just like yeah you know what we'll take him and then 
That's when I That's pretty much found out everything. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy it's how these things happen. It, like sometimes it seems so elaborate, but really it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's just like hey, you can do it. It's licensed. It's got everything. As long as you agree, basically you you were in. Yeah, pretty much. Like you, verbal agreement. You know, it's last minute, and they're like, you know what? Uh, they give mad props and. The, the kudos for you know stepping up short notice oppo weight class which is huge mm-hmm. and then uh yeah, yeah. so that's, it just worked out I, in our favor yeah <laughs> that's what everyone's saying so just wait till you see him at 155 that's like everyone i know is uh the com- or uh, commenting on that but at the time you're actually training for a fight anyway right you didn't you have another fight coming up uh there's one in windsor yeah at this at the st dennis center oh, june 15th yeah so like that was still ways out i was still kind of just hanging out chilling just working out staying in shape before like we go like crazy and start peaking and okay. you know do those two a days three a days okay. and well, then yeah. a lot of times i messed up with my research but they actually said that as you were walking out they said he was he did take this on a week's notice but he was prepping for a fight anyway so i thought maybe you had a camp or something lined up oh I Obviously yeah, going elsewhere. Yeah, I wasn't but, even but. starting the. I wasn't even starting the camp yet. I was okay. just. I was just kind of staying in the gym. It gives me something to do. I stayed, you know, good and in shape and everything. So yeah, of course. And then uh, got the call and I'm like, well, I hope I'm in good enough shape and <laughs> do what I can. Have to be now. Eh? <laughs> yeah. So did anything change at that moment? Right when you knew, or did you? Were you like, I gotta get in and start uh, prepping for this guy? Was there any specific training or anything you were doing to obviously prepare for uh, Nordine? Um, we knew what he had to bring to the table. Like we were all the Canadian guys like I'm still like a fan of him I watched him when he was in the Ultimate Fighter you know and we fought on the same card so I kind of knew what he was all about and you know he's a really good Muay Thai kickboxer and uh, you know that was kind of his thing is the he's a powerful kicker so yes (laughs) I knew just stay on guard and you know I'm I'm battle tested and you know I could see the things that were coming because I blocked most of them until obviously that last one that you saw at the last Mm -hmm. round last 10 seconds just Mm -hmm. bombed my knee out and I was like oh god that one hurt and then try standing can't feel it and I'm like oh here we go (laughs) but uh, kind of like shit (laughs) yeah I'm like oh boy here we go and then I thought he was gonna jump all over me but he kind of just yeah played it a little safe and you know I was I was expecting him to come at me but oh well it is what it is well that's definitely respectful um but I'm sure that week leading to it was like probably the fastest yet longest week of your life like you find out you're going to UFC and then you have a week to prepare so uh kind of bring me through that what were you doing just training a lot where I'm sure people were talking to you like crazy and uh it was probably very overwhelming yeah like I said I'm still digesting it right now it's the overwhelming part was you know you got to do all this paperwork do these interviews do this these photo things more interviews and then you know after their schedule is done you go we me and Reno we, we went right to uh working out and had me warm up on the treadmill uh, I was just doing my warm-up, which is normally like 25 minutes, try to get 5K in, and then lots of pad work. Like, the, our goal was just be light on our feet, stay moving the whole time, uh, lots of volume, lots of pressure, and that's what we are doing on the pads, and tried to implement that in the, in the fight, obviously. Yeah. So obviously you've been training forever, so like you have to go and learn something new. It's just, let's be ready to do what I've normally done, right? Yeah, be ready and adapt, pretty much. Yeah. So you get there, uh, when did you fly out? Uh, we flew out Tuesday morning, oh, so okay. like, yeah, literally a couple days after yeah. the papers were signed, and they're like, all right, here you go, you leave this day, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, okay, here, <laughs> here we, we go. go. That's awesome, man. So you get there Tuesday, leading to the fights on Saturday, uh, bring me through what you're doing in Ottawa, probably a lot of media and photo shoots and stuff too, but, uh, you know, you're, you're not in Windsor, you know, you're out of your element a little bit, so you probably had to find a place to be comfortable and stuff like that, right? Uh, yeah, you know, the UFC, like, and all the people working there, they made it really comfortable. Everyone, you know, is happy-go-lucky pretty much, and everyone's awesome to, like, work with. Like, they help you, and they make it a lot easier for you. Like, they had to stay at the hotel where everything was going to be, like, yeah. done. So, like, 
they had each guy help with like PR, you know, social media, all the stuff. Like everyone helped and pretty much like coached their way through to like make things easier for me and like everybody else. So like after one thing was done, we'd go to the next station, which is like, uh, you know, you get your Reebok kit, which is like all like your shoes, your your pants, clothing, hat, all that stuff. Make sure everything's, you know, fitting well, fitting good. And then uh, the next one, you got to go do your photo shoots, you know, in the fight gear, in the fight kit. And, uh, you know, pretty much do the pose-offs and do, like, shadow boxing and just show, like, a little bit of, like, video of what you what you do and just, like, pretty much, like, little promo clips to see, like, what you can expect or what, what's going to happen, yeah. et cetera. Like say, oh, we have Kyle Prepper coming up and they show, like, a little video of you uh, shadow boxing in the back or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're watching UFC, but uh, I'm sure, like I said, there's a lot of media stuff. Did you get to meet Dana White? Was he even there? Does he go to the fight nights? Or? Um... I don't know if he was there, but there was a lot of, like, other, like, uh, fighters and veterans and, like, Hall of Famers there. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, got to see Matt Serra. I got to, you know, I was talking, I talked to Michael Bisbing on the elevator with Shane, and that was cool <laughs> meeting him, and, you know, he's a legend himself. Yeah, and he called the fight, too, right? Yeah, so and he was cool. calling the fight, so I'm like, oh, man, this is even better. Yeah, that's cool. And then, uh, you know, like, Paul Felder, lightweight, and then meeting all the guys that are fighting and sharing the cage yeah. with all of us, too, and, you know, it's, it's cool seeing, like all those guys and being like man love these guys and now you're like oh now i'm a part of it yeah, this is weird uh, <laughs> this is weird now it's surreal that's what i was gonna say i'm sure even like the uh the weigh-ins was a cool experience just every little thing about it you know yeah everything was everything was great like the weigh-ins like they have like their little nutrition teams are like you know if you need anything we'll help you out and they'll, they'll make little packs and like things for you after weigh-ins you know and all the photos, little interviews, uh, yeah. pretty much like everything and anything is done is in such a like great professional manner. Of course, yeah. so it helps big time. Yeah. it's awesome. I was looking at pictures today, and I was like, it's probably cool just to get that UFC gear and get sized up for that, and get your own stuff. Like, yeah, it's it's wild. It's just more like you feel like a kid in a candy store. You're just like, yeah. man, this is wild. Like, kid in the candy store. You're like, I get all of this, yeah. and then you're just like, man, like. What else is there that's gonna come? Like it's just it's a little guy like with your name uh, to pick you up, like here to pick up Prepolik. Yeah, yeah, they're holding the UFC side. <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, this is insane. I'm like, no way. That's so cool. All right, so the fight. Uh, bring me through it. What you remember? I'm sure, obviously, it, it's, uh, it could be a little blurry sometimes with the adrenaline and stuff. But bring me through uh, what you can remember from the fight. Uh from the fight, I just remember like coming out and you know hearing the song, get ready to go out, and I was just like this is sweet this is like my time this is it you know like uh and then just getting ready and then just waiting to you know throw down with Nordine and you know hearing Bruce Buffer call out the name and I'm just like man I'm trying trying to be serious but I'm just like so happy and thrilled to be there and I'm excited like yeah there's a little anxiousness and like nervousness but it was just so much the excitement just took over and I was just like yeah I'm gonna have a good time and have some fun and then uh as soon as that bell rang I was like I'm gonna keep this guy on his back foot and then I'm gonna make him pay for whatever mistakes he you know makes and uh you know he's just good at being you know playing the better game of chess and just you know keeping his distance and just trying to keep me at bay with his kicks which he was doing well I just wish he kind of came in and pressured me a little to like actually fight to be a little more exciting but he did the right thing to pretty much just get that win but uh yeah, I I came to fight because you know fighters fighters fight yeah, yeah. And he he, <laughs> he, he went there to win and you know try to keep uh his job secured because he was on a two loss streak and uh he knew if he lost this one that was kind of it for him where this one now i guess he has kind of a better chance of staying in 
but who knows? It's they might look at it as you know this little guy who's a lightweight naturally at mm-hmm. 175 fighting at 170 against the guy who weighs 200 pounds day of fight, and you know you're on the back foot just surviving. So it depends how they. On you. Yeah, so <laughs> it works in my favor. Yeah, it's absolutely. like it shows you know perseverance, toughness, resilience, heart, you know, and uh, just shows like that one week of just hearing about it and not even having like a full fight camp to you know get better or be more sharp just to show that I wonder what like you know what they can expect or be surprised with with like a full camp or something mm-hmm. you know so I have to bring more to that arsenal now and really show them what I'm made of in the next three fights absolutely man it's awesome it was a it was a a good fight, obviously, but against a very high-level guy. Um, and I am surprised that the intensity didn't really pick up. It seemed to be, like, pretty con- constant throughout the whole fight, all three rounds. Yeah, you know, I was just trying to keep a pace and just keep pressuring him. And he, obviously, being the UFC veteran, he is the 10-plus fight UFC veteran. And, you know, uh, he's got, you know, great defense and, you know, great attacks. But uh, I think because he was on that two-loss streak, there was more pressure on mm-hmm. him to not get caught. So he just... I think he just played it safe to get you know beat them off those points. And how are you feeling now after after the fight? I'm feeling basically. I'm, I'm feel I feel way better than the, <laughs> after the fight because yeah. uh, I can actually like walk and like I said I can put my socks on and you know <laughs> without it hurting and I can walk up the stairs with ease. It doesn't feel like a hard leg day anymore, so it's it's good. <laughs> And I have here, we kind of touched upon it uh, before, but I said I hope you guys celebrated in Ottawa despite the result. I mean, you went you went the distance with this guy. I'm sure that you guys were pretty on your high horse after regardless, right? Yeah, like for us it was still, you know, like a win-win, you know. Yeah. Like it's not like Nordine is a slouch. He's he's one of the top oh, guys yeah, yeah. up there, right? It's a so, win for the for the club too, right? Yeah, like we got ourselves out there, Windsor's on the map, and uh, you know, we went out celebrated, you know, me, Reno, uh, Carl, like uh, all the teams, all my friends and family that you know all yeah, drove up or him flew up. Like we all, you know, not all of us fit in one spot, so other people went to other places. But we all, you know, we all celebrated yeah. and we all had a good time, yeah. drank, ate, you know, just just uh, living life, just like everybody else, you know, or just normal people, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, it's just new people, and that's the coolest thing about doing these interviews. I talked to someone's in the UFC, but. Now we're here in Windsor again. <laughs> we're yeah. just normal people, right? So um, we did talk about you did technically sign a four-fight contract, so you will be back. Uh, and you kind of touch upon it yourself, too, because you're going to be going back down to your own weight class now with a, a fully prepped camp for your next fight, obviously. Um, but do you have any like kind of short-term, smaller goals in UFC, like any like little things you'd like to accomplish, uh, even if it's just like getting on the pay-per-views, having Joe, Ro- like imagine Joe Rogan calling your fight or something. Like I don't know what else you could possibly you got there and have the experience. But is there anything like little things that you're looking to do in UFC? Uh, you know, just one thing at a time. Yeah, like I want to I want to talk to Joe Rogan, obviously. <laughs> Even like Bisbing, I want to talk to him after a fight. Yeah, Paul yeah. Felder, like all those guys. I, I want to get that that win and you know get that after fight interview and you know talk about everything and you know show the appreciation. You know that you don't have to talk smack to you know be an exciting or market or sell fights you can just show like your athleticism your your savageness as a mixed martial artist and uh you know you don't have to be a connor you know what connor does is what connor is and that's him that's his style my style is i want to be almost like the george st pierre exactly you know i want to be like that guy because can't hate on that guy right he's he's the best he's the greatest right so i want to be i want to be like that guy 
and uh, you know eventually after those goals get the W you know I want to get you know those fight of the nights or performance of the night bonuses because it's awesome and you get recognized for that yeah. and you know it just increases your market value as a person right so it's almost like we're entrepreneurs really <laughs> yeah and contractors yeah, got independent contractors in a way right yeah uh, that's very cool that you mentioned that though um, about GSP I kind of take him as an example that every martial artist should kind of be like you know the humble and and when they announced that you had uh, gone or was called up to USC I thought that's awesome this guy's been so humble it's like when we spoke before anything I've seen of you has been great so I thought good for him you know it's yeah. just those little things go, that make a big difference you know that, that's it the little things in everything whether it's inside or outside the sport everything everything counts and you know like that's just what I believe I think just doing the right thing yeah even if like you don't even have to go out of your way it's just doing the right thing and you know if you go out of your way that's just a bonus and that's a plus and that looks good on you like but you don't try not to look for anything obviously with reward if it happens great if not i'm not looking for that you know so i just just be yourself and i'm just trying to be me so yeah that's great that's great mentality to have because now you know people are going to start knowing you from ufc so you're kind of going to have like this kind of fame kind of thing you're going to be should be humble you know and uh, I like that about you that's awesome but I've had a, a lot of people suggest that maybe one day you'll get the rematch with Kevin Lee uh, any thoughts on that oh yeah I, I even said that to Kevin Lee after our fight back in uh, 2012 I'm like you know we'll do the dance you know one day again in the on the bigger stage and sure enough like now I'm no, there it's, and it's I can, lining up it's lining up but uh I'm not going to step out of my line. I know my role. i got to work my way back up because he is a top contender. You know? Oh, so my God, yeah. One, one fight at a time, work my way up, and if that happens again, awesome. And then uh, you know, I'll be ready for that, and I know he will too, so reminisce right on. on the good times. Awesome, yeah. I know a lot of people didn't realize that you guys had fought. So um, after that, doing research, you know, people were like, I didn't realize. I was like, yeah, man, now it's lining up for number two maybe. You never that's, know. Yeah, that's it. Um, so, you know, you've probably been the most famous man in Windsor the last week and a half with this UFC thing. So uh, you mentioned uh, yourself, uh, a lot of support from teammates, uh, from the city itself. You just want to give a shout-out to Windsor and uh, all the people that have been supporting you. Now is the time. Yeah, so, like, everyone in Windsor, you know, that's ongoing supporters, people that I've met, you know, people that have helped me, uh, friends, all my family, obviously all my friends too, and uh, all the gyms like Border City Boxing Club, Windsor Amateur Boxing Club, uh, obviously my home, Maximum Training Center, you know, Tecumseh Jiu-Jitsu, uh, my, my Border Brothers at uh, Michigan Top Team, all those guys, thank you for all the, like, obviously all the help, and, you know, I'll be seeing all those guys too because I cross-train, yeah, yeah. try to just get better, right, it's part of that sport, so... And then, obviously, you guys for interviewing me and, you know, everyone that's ongoing support and is always there for us. So I appreciate everybody and everything. Awesome. Thanks so much for taking the time to do it, man. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. All right. There we have it, everybody. Kyle Preperlick on Wind City Sports. I know a lot of people probably wanted to hear from him as much as I did. So uh, I thought get him on the show as soon as possible as soon as he was back in Windsor and uh, while still fresh in his memory as it could be uh, while the whole experience was uh, still kind of while you're still kind of coming down off it you know um, so actually right now I just want to play a really quick clip from the last time he was on Wind City Sports and uh, just to kind of bring it full circle I never really asked him if you had aspiration of going to the UFC I just kind of figured that was a given but uh, kind of brings everything together he was actually battling an injury at the time and it's pretty cool so check it out all right, dude. Well, uh, let's wrap it up here. Do you have anything upcoming, any fights announced or uh, any rumblings, anything going on, or are you just training in the gym? Uh, what's happening right now in your life? Uh, 
Well, ever since uh, the last fight, before uh, the fight started, I had that little leg incident, so I couldn't. I was, that's why we couldn't do this uh, yeah, interview before. Right? Touch upon that. I mean, I didn't want to be like, "Hey, man, what 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 happened to you?" You know. But if you want to touch upon oh, that yeah. a little bit, yeah. So I I really don't know what happened. I was what the doctor said. I was put into rhabdo, and my CK levels were super high, and uh, it was really dangerous because wow. pretty much what they said was my muscles were breaking down, releasing toxins into my bloodstream. Which, if I wasn't on IV, it could have done serious damage to my kidneys and to my heart. I could have either, what they said was, I could have had a heart attack or kidney failure. Had no idea. My legs were having spasms and cramps and swelling. I didn't know it would go that crazy. So, wow. So, yeah, so uh, hopefully, yeah, it was crazy. All news to me. I was just worried about my legs. I had no idea about the other stuff. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, so uh, October 11th, I'm trying to. I go back to the doctor to see if I get some answers because we're trying to get back in November for one of the shows in Quebec. And then if not in November, then hopefully December, early December, get back in another one for Quebec. All right, man. Awesome. We're hoping the best for you and hoping you recover. Uh, like I said, man, I didn't know what was going on, but I'm not about to uh, <laughs> dig into your personal life. So I hope I the best good, for man. you, man. Hope <laughs> the best and uh, hope to see you back in the Octagon and just keep doing what you do. Yeah, thank you, man. Sure enough, I'll be back soon enough. All healed up and ready to rock everybody. <laughs> and you can listen to that whole episode on episode 66 of Wind City Sports, wherever podcasts are found, of course. But now it's time for the Combat Corner with Cedric Ben. Hi, we're here at Central Combat Sports for this edition of the Combat Corner with Cedric Ben. Welcome back, dude. Yes, yes, let's do this again. So we don't really have a lot of stuff that we missed over the weekend in regards to local stuff, so... You were watching some fights, though. I always like that you kind of score the fights yourself. I always see it on Twitter, so I think that's pretty cool. But uh, tell me about what you've seen this weekend. Uh, so this past weekend, uh, the main event was uh, Julian J. Rock Williams versus Jared Swiftherd. Shout out to Jared Swiftherd. We have the same birthday, so I really <laughs> like him. Um, Julian J. Rock Williams, 27-1. and one. Um, His only loss was to one of the Charlo brothers. Um, and uh, Jared Swiftherd, he's 23-1. and one. I forget who he lost to, but um, yeah, he's he's a he's you know good boxer, tough guy. Uh, Jared Hurd, his main his main strength is just like imposing his, uh, his 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 bigger body over guys. A lot of people there's there's some nickname called a a weight bully because he looks like he's he's too big for the weight class. But I, you know you're not you can't blame if he can make the weight you yeah. can make the weight. Scale don't lie apparently. Exactly, <laughs> and actually, and, and the only way that you would you would know if someone's killing yourself making the weight is if. Uh, if, if later on in the fight where they would, you know, get tired out from, that's where your, your yeah. muscles get uh, tired. Mm-hmm. But, but anyway, um, so he was the champion going into the fight. This was, uh, he was the champion. This was his, his first hometown defense. Um, not only his first defense, but in his hometown. Um, J-Rock Williams, I haven't heard from him in a while. He was, I heard he was an up-and-comer a couple of years ago. Took a, a took a loss to, uh, to 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 Charlo, and with that, and anyways, I'll, I'll touch on that <laughs> later. Um, took a loss, and you know, had a couple of fights coming up, and this was his, his big comeback. You know, just just mentally, um, you know, just very tough. Especially, you know, he he he, he when he was speaking at doing his post fight interview, and he he started crying just because of the path that he went through. Especially how hard it could be with with these days with yeah. social media. He said he had to turn it off because you know. Just, just think of it. How harsh could people be with you know? He, he just said oh, you yeah. would seeing memes of him, you know. <laughs> I just, I just turn my Twitter off, turn my Instagram off. I block all the good stuff and all the bad stuff because the boxing world they make it seem like fighters take a loss and they can't come back. And I, I just knew that that wasn't the case. 
boxing world stop. And and one th the other thing that I want to touch on is um, it's it's a good and bad thing um you know from the legendary Floyd Mayweather how much he he um. I wouldn't blame. I'm kind of blaming Floyd Mayweather in a in a in a funny way, not in a negative way. But um, you know his 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 undefeated record and how he marketed himself as that. So a lot of people that like would you say like the casual fan that don't really follow the sport, they'll just think if a guy has one loss, he's not he's not he's not good anymore during that era, especially because Floyd you know was the biggest fighter in in sports, and so. Um, but now that uh, now it's it's getting back to you know people you know, realize even if you have a couple of losses a couple of losses doesn't mean nothing you know you still you can still come back as long as you stay focused mm -hmm. and, and train hard. Um, anyways, J Rock, uh, I didn't even talk about the fight yet. Sorry. Yeah, who won? Because if these guys are, <laughs> if these guys both have one loss, someone had their first loss on the weekend, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, long story short, um, Julian J Rock Williams came through with the upset. He was a seven to one underdog. I usually don't bet on fights, but, you know, going to this one, you know, a lot of people were counting J-Rock out, um, again, because of the one loss, just because he had one loss, um, and it was against a good fighter, um, and so, you know, it was, a, it was a big surprise, even 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 the commentators were, you know, a lot of people were going for hurt, just because they thought, you know, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a crowd player because of the type of fighter he is, just like to, to come through, and not really a specific technique, a lot of times he's not even in his boxing stance, he's just throwing whatever, whatever he sees is just throwing, sometimes not with good technique, yeah. just swinging his arms, um, Julian, he stayed, stayed focused, maintained his, his boxing stance, boxing skills, there's a way that you can you can uh, um, come forward without pushing a person just in your boxing stance, keeping your hands up. And he did that. Stayed in the pocket. You know, nice combinations. And um, I scored it a, a, a wide margin for Williams. I forget what it was. I think I had it in one... Anyways, usually I don't bet on fights, but this one I was kind of thinking that of the outcome that was going to happen. So now, and that's the good thing, because there's, you know, all the top fighters in that, in that 154 to 160... All divisions, not this. Those those two ones. This this fight was specifically at 154. Um, you know, everyone, no one's no one's undefeated. Everyone has one or two losses, and they're all even fights. So it's great. Um, my boy Tony Harrison from uh, right from across the border has a rematch with uh, one of the Charlo brothers. I keep saying one of the Charlo brothers because they're they're both twins, and it's very hard to for you know they're, they're literally identical twins. One's in, in at 154, and the other one's at 160. Uh, uh, you know, the, the only way that I can really tell the difference most of the times because one of them will have a different hairstyle, but most of the time they'll they'll have the, they'll have the same hairstyle. But anyway, so June twenty third, that rematch is happening between uh, Tony Harrison and uh, and one of the Charlo brothers. I believe the same outcome is going to happen, uh, but that's a few weeks away. We got some other fights coming up. So yeah, what else we got? We have the MMA coming up next month. So I have uh, some of the fights here, some local people, some people you might know. And uh, have a little bit of info on their opponents and stuff like that. I think they have like seven fights announced so far. I think Kyle Prepperlick was supposed to be on it. It's mm -hmm. uh, Prospect Championship Fighting. It's going to be at uh, St. Dennis Center on June 15th. Nice. And we have uh, Randy Field from Windsor actually making her pro debut. Nice, uh, nice. She was a boxer and she's actually going up against Amanda Borg, who is Ray Borg's, or he, he was in the UFC. Okay. Uh, she's five years pro, according to the. Facebook post, so this is a pretty interesting one. Listen to this. So, okay. Five years pro, according to the the Facebook post, didn't give much uh, info on her, so just really quickly as we were sitting here, looked up her tapology, which is like a MMA database. Okay. So she's 0-3. Her last fight was in 2016. 
and uh, she's fighting out of New Mexico. So I pretty much don't have a lot of uh, information on her. I don't know if any of that is true. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know Randy, right? Yeah, yep, yep. um, she her her stand up is very good. I can't really speak on the st- the, the ground stuff, obviously, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I know her stand up uh, her stand up her boxing skills are very good. Uh, her coach Manuel, um, you know, he's a, he's a good guy too, good coach, fighter himself. Actually, I think he's fighting on the card. Also, I believe uh, Manuel Manuel Alvaro. I, bu- uh, I may have missed it or may not be announced. I don't know. Yeah, it's not on the ones that I have here. The next uh, one I have is Matt Haskell. His brother is that Travis dude. That yes, trained, yes, so he yes, came here. Yeah. Tra- uh, he's kind of an independent fighter, and he's going up against a guy, Matty Horvoka. Where's he from? From London, Adrenaline. What's uh, his record? Adrenaline MMA. I wasn't able to pull up his record, but uh, I know Matt. Yeah. He's uh, he's another uh, oh, you know, know? tough fighter yeah. too. I don't know him personally, but I've seen him uh, okay. fight before, and uh, I know Travis very well, so I know he's a tough guy. So All hopefully right. he wins. Yeah. This next one is. Uh, Fairly interesting ones. Two Windsor guys, and I know one. I, you might know one of the guys. The other we actually seen fight at the MMA uh, BTC. It was that Joe Pentagoose guy from uh, uh, MTC. He okay. had the, that one exciting fight right in the middle. Okay, him. Uh, yes, the tall white guy. Yes, uh, so yes he's going yes. up against Theo Tony, who's also from Windsor. I think he's an independent boxer. There's no. He's not fighting out of any club or anything I'm an like that. Independent boxer. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say that, but he's, hey, man, he's a local guy, so hopefully, yeah. he's fighting another local guy. But may the best one win. Hopefully, it's a good fight. Yeah. But um, I know that uh, Joe Pentacus. I've seen him fight before at that last show. He put on an exciting fight, so I know yeah, I know his hands are very good. Um, so uh, <coughs> hopefully, Tony's ready for uh, a good stand-up war. And the next one I have down here is a guy I don't really know much of him, but I have heard the name Lance Snow before. I know yes, he was one of the yes, first yes. kind of like they're billing it as him returning to the to the octagon. Yes. He was one of the first like when MMA was picking up. He was the local kind of guy, like him yes. and Chucky Mady and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's going against a guy named James Flick, who's also from London, out of Adrenaline MMA. So those are there's probably more, but those are some of our local fighters that will be at okay, uh, okay. at the St. Dennis Center on June 15th. What time is that start? So uh, doors open at five, and uh, fights are scheduled for 6:30. So probably a little later than that, probably around. Seven o'clock. Interesting. Uh, some MMA bouts back in Windsor again. Pro uh, fights again. Perfect, perfect. Um, yeah, yeah. I know there's um, I know there's actually a boxing show in Chatham that uh, that night too. But I'll uh, I'll have to send one of my uh, I'll have to send one of one of the other coaches there. Some exciting so what, fights. Which one are you gonna go to? You're going to the boxing, right? I think. Well, I think they're probably gonna be starting at the same time. But oh, for sure. We'll have um, you know we got a few coaches so. We'll probably just have a few novices on on the show, so I might just send one of the other coaches and uh, check out these uh, these these MMA fights. It's not yeah. too many. It seems you know it's a pretty stacked card. It is a, it is actually a very good card, and we didn't have it here for a long time. So mm-hmm. now for it to be coming back, the BTC one was great. Yeah, it was uh, definitely, especially yeah. at the and this is at the St. Dennis Center. Yeah, wonder, it's gonna uh, be good. I think. Yeah, how that layout's gonna go? How, yeah, gonna it, it might be even better. It might be if it's at the gym. Yeah, you know, it's a huge gym. And with bleachers and stuff like that, so should be a good, uh, right. good little uh, setting. And I won't be, I'll be at a wedding, so I won't be oh, there. Really? But well, kind of uh, like how they set up, uh, you know, how they set up the wrestling at exactly. Saint Clair. Exactly. Mm. That's pretty much exactly what I'm anticipating for this MMA event. Um, check them out on Facebook. The graphics and stuff they did actually look really awesome. So mm-hmm. uh, hopefully it's a good event, and they'll run through here more and get our guys I on know there. The, the 
TJ and Tony are making their comeback. Oh, that's right, yeah. And obviously, our Windsor guys, TJ and Tony Laramie, are, are scheduled to be on it as well. So we're just yeah, waiting man. for those fights to be announced. Yeah, man, definitely ready to see their comebacks. And that's it. We'll be back probably next week. Yep. <laughs> Smell ya. All right. Okay, boys and girls, Drake Demore back here on the podcast, and I'm going to wrap it up with just a little bit of some local sports news and upcoming events for you. Kicking things off with our Windsor Lancers baseball team who actually did not advance to the National Club Baseball Association World Series. They had one hell of a season, but they fell up short. Windsor was the second seed in the Great Lakes Regional Tournament in Illinois this weekend, but was ousted by uh, the double knockout event after three games. Opening up with a 2-1 to win over the University of Wisconsin, that fell 4-2 to to Michigan State University in its second game and then was eliminated from the tournament with a 3-2 to loss to the top seed, University of Illinois, as the Lancers finished the season with a record of 20-5. and What a season for the boys. Gotta give them some credit. Some great athletes here in Windsor and some amazing baseball players who would have thought. The Windsor Clippers Junior B lacrosse team bounced back last weekend with a 7-4 win over the Niagara Thunderhawks. Uh, they played tonight, actually, uh, Thursday, uh, um, in London as they go up against the Blue Devils. Uh, but they will return home to the Force Glade Arena this Saturday uh, as they welcome the Hamilton Bengals. That's the 19th. Or no, 18th. 18th. Uh, the Windsor Rogues Rugby Club modified their schedule for the 2019 season, which kicks off next Saturday. The Rogues will open the regular season still uh, on the road in Stratford next week, but will now have their home opener June 8th against the Bruce County Barbarians. But that's all this week on Wind City Sports. My name is Jason Moore, and we are here every Thursday with a brand new episode of the Wind City Sports Podcast and the Wind City Sports Radio Show on CJAM 99.1 FM every Thursday live at 12.30 and new episodes of the podcast drop every morning on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever podcasts are found. Uh, you can hear every episode of the Wind City Sports Podcast on windcitysports.com again, uh, on all of those apps and also on the Border City Podcast Network, a collection of Windsor's best and brightest podcasts. We also have a YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter account, so give us a like, follow, subscribe, whatever it may be. Uh, you can simply search us up. Win City is all one word, and you can follow me, Drake Demore, on Twitter and Instagram. We'll be back here next week with a brand new podcast. Until then, smell you later.